Well, this morning I want to speak about appreciation. And uh, that's really been on my heart these last few weeks. Uh, just find the Lord, just that one word, appreciation, 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 over and over again. And I know it, it's something that, as we've been going through these years with COVID, uh, I think it's something that we've kind of let fall by the wayside and that we need to pick it up again and to appreciate one another. So I'd like to just read a passage of Scripture. I was looking for the word in the Bible, appreciation. Yeah, you'll find many other words, though I only found it once, the New Living Translation, uh, and that was found here in 1 Corinthians 16. So I'm going to read that, and then we're just going to talk about that briefly. And, and then I have a number of people that are going to come up, and uh, they're going to speak some positive words over you. And, and I think that's really important. I really sense that, that we need to hear some positive words. There's so much negative words that are going on right now in our world and that we need to hear some positive words. So I have some people that will be uh, coming up. So this is going to be a participation message uh, where we have other people involved. And my part is uh, I'll shorten it up so that we can include all of that. And then we'll have communion uh, together at the end. So reading from 1 Corinthians 16, 10 to 18. When Timothy comes, don't intimidate him. He's doing the Lord's work just as I am. Don't let anyone treat him with contempt. Send him on his way with your blessing when he returns to me. I expect him to come with the other believers. Now about our brother Apollos, I urged him to visit you with the other believers, but he was not willing to go right now, but he will see you later when he has the opportunity. Be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. You know that uh, Stephanus and his whole soul were the first of the harvest of believers in Greece. And they were spending their lives in service to God's people. I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, to submit to them and others like them who serve with such devotion. I'm very glad that Stephanus, uh, Fortunus, and Archaeus have come here. They've been providing the help you weren't able to give me. They've been a wonderful encouragement to me as they've been to you. You must show your appreciation to all who serve so well. So may the Lord add his blessing to his word this morning. Well, as I said this morning, I really have been sensing that one word, appreciation, over these last few weeks. And uh, I just really can't get it out of my mind. And I really believe that the Lord wants to speak to us about appreciation and appreciating uh, one another. And I want to let you know this morning that you are appreciated. And, and I know that might cause something to pop up in your mind. Well, I don't think so and how that can quickly come back at us. But we need to realize that you are appreciated. And, you know, as you think about that this morning, that's a word from the Lord for you, that you are appreciated. And I encourage you to receive that, for the Lord is speaking that to you. Now, appreciation means to think well of a person, to enjoy and esteem a person, is to be grateful for and to extend grateful recognition to others. And that sounds like something I think that's needed right now for all of us, uh, that we could use that and that people could receive that from us. You know, these past few years have been very hard on people and so much controversy, negative messages, and people are tired, discouraged, depressed, and, and for good reasons. Uh, we've lost loved ones over these last few years. We have lost uh, relationships. We have lost close friendships. We have lost uh, relationships even in our own families. Marriages have been lost. Jobs have been lost. Uh, morale at our workplaces is at really an all-time low. 
And now war is taking place in our world with the possibility of drawing in the whole world where we could have that third world war or we could have what the Bible talks about, the very last war taking place. And so there's a lot of things happening right now that are not really encouraging. And for the most part, a lot of people are not really happy. Uh, People are discouraged. Uh, People feel they've been taken advantage of or lied to or treated unfairly or discriminated against, disrespected, put under uh, unrealistic expectations, and that list goes on and on and on and on. But the reality is that, yes, we have lost friendships. Uh, Yes, families are divided. And there's been offenses one to another. Marriages are breaking up. Lots of marriages have broken up. Lots of financial stress. Lots of mental health. Uh, issues that are going on right now. And, you know, that's been carrying on in our homes, in our churches, our workplaces. And we're seeing a lot of people giving up. Uh, They're quitting or they're looking for new relationships, new jobs, new churches. And there's a general feeling everywhere where people are feeling unappreciated and disrespected. You know, as I was thinking about that word appreciation, I I, I thought I'd be bold enough to ask a few people, hey, uh, do you feel appreciated? And I didn't want to ask too many people because I kind of got a very quick reply. No, it was quite quick. And then when I changed and say, well, what about your workplace? Do you feel appreciated at your workplace? Almost lost my head. And so that's a big thing that's happening right now. People are not feeling appreciated. The pressures that have been happening and taking place in our lives has really caused people not to feel that way. And so I think it's obvious to see that people could use some good news. People could use some positive news and some positive words being spoken over them. And I I believe that there's healing and restoration that is needed in our world right now. And some of that could simply start just simply by us showing appreciation. I really do. And I know that means that we need to start focusing on positive things or focusing on appreciating people. Uh, We as a church, we've tried to do that over these last few years, um, staying open for you um, to receive ministry. We've been helping people financially. We've brought gifts of appreciation to our businesses in our town, to individuals. And we're still trying to get that message out that we do appreciate the people and our businesses around us. But I think as Christians, we need to raise that level uh, of appreciation and start extending that even more and and to pick that up again. Of course, we need to humble ourselves. We need to be back back to prayer and forgiving people and get back to that place where we value one another again. And, And one of the ways we can value one another is simply by appreciation. People need to be appreciated from people into our community, to people uh, that are families, to our marriages, to our workplaces, and even in our churches. And as I think about that, I think, well, you you better say something, Pastor, to your own congregation. And uh, I want to tell you that, yes, we do appreciate you. Our our, our staff, our, our board, we do appreciate all that you do, the fact that you're here today. Uh, I want to say that I appreciate our staff here at this church. And uh, during this COVID time, when 
People were encouraged to work at home. We gave everyone that opportunity and asked, what do you want? And every one of the staff said, absolutely not. We don't want to be at home. We want to be right here, uh, that we can be available if somebody wants ministry. And so I really did appreciate that. And uh, they've been here uh, all this time. And, and that's not normal, by the way. A lot of churches, uh, pastors have not been in their churches or in their offices for over two years. And uh, so I really commend our staff for wanting to be here. I want to commend you as well and appreciate our volunteers. Uh, been a great blessing to us through this time as well. Uh, from the, the music and the sound, uh, when we're only allowed to do online services, only have like a few people here, there's no question. They said, yes, we want to be here. And uh, we're so grateful for that. And then when we're allowed to open, having ushers and greeters and debit room and children workers and uh, when we responded to say we needed help, that many of you responded and said, here we are, uh, we want to help out. And so I want to say that we thank you. We do appreciate you as a congregation. We thank you for coming to church. Like, that's a big deal. Uh, I know for those few months where we had to speak to just a camera, I did not like that at all. Uh, I'm a people person. I want to be around people. Uh, I found that very difficult. So it was really nice that when we're allowed to have some people, that there was actually people that actually came. And uh, even being online, that you could look online and see, well, at least there's people watching online if we don't see them here. And so we appreciate that. We appreciate your giving uh, through this time. Uh, that has been so much appreciated. Uh, you have a lot of stress worrying about that, of uh, not being able to be in church, and you're wondering how are things going to work out. But you responded so beautifully to the new ways of giving. And uh, again, just say uh, how much we appreciate that. Uh, you know, people give when they come to the church, people come by through the week, uh, people give online, people give through the mail, and uh, we just appreciate uh, your responses uh, over the, this time. And so if I'm going to talk about appreciation, I want to make sure that I say you are appreciated. And I want to say thank you as a congregation. You've enabled us to increase our outreach, our missions, uh, to express appreciation to local businesses uh, organizations, and we've given out gift cards and donuts, fruit baskets, flowers, uh, just trying to show our community that we do appreciate them. And that's because of you. Uh, we've been into the police station uh, for good reasons, not, not for bad reason, and uh, to say that we appreciate you officers there and uh, in our schools and, and so forth. And so, uh, again, thank you. You've enabled us to do that. Now, getting back to that responsibility as Christians, I, I realize that as churches that we sometimes fail in showing our appreciation to one another. And that does happen in church. And uh, probably has happened in this church as well, that you've served in some area or you did things and maybe no one said thank you. Maybe no one said, I appreciate you. And, and that sometimes happened. We do apologize that when those kinds of things happen. But we want you to know that, yes, we do. We appreciate everybody uh, that does come to this place. And so uh, given an opportunity here to speak a positive word over you, I just want to say that you are appreciated, church. Uh, you are appreciated in your home. You are appreciated in your family. You are appreciated in your marriage. You are appreciated in your workplace. And I, I just want to speak that over you, that you are appreciated, that you really need to hear those words because I believe those words are not just coming from me, but they're coming from the Lord himself to tell you and to let you know that you are appreciate it, even if we're not saying that as a church, even if as spouses, 
that we're not saying it to one another or as friends that we're not saying it enough to one another. God wants you to know that you are appreciated. Now, to help us with that truth, I just want to take a few uh, nuggets of truth from this passage of Scripture uh, about appreciation, and then I, I want to draw in some people, leaders from our church, to come and speak some words and prayers uh, over you uh, that I, I was reading this past week, and I thought, you know, these would be good things to proclaim over our people and over our church, all positive things to encourage you. And so I encourage you, hang in there for the whole message because uh, it's not just going to be me speaking today, but we're going to have other people up here as well just to give short uh, blurbs of encouragement uh, to you. Now, the first thing I see about appreciation as I was reading this passage here is that appreciation means blessing. And you see that in 1 Corinthians 16, 10 to 11, uh, when the Apostle Paul has talked to Timothy and, and it says to the church there in 1 Corinthians, don't intimidate him. He's doing the Lord's work just as I am. Don't let anyone treat him with the contempt. Send him on his way with your blessing when he returns to me. And I expect him to come with other believers. Uh, to show appreciation to someone involves blessing them. Uh, it means speaking words of encouragement over them, words of appreciation, words of respect, words of well-being. Blessing can also be doing something special for that person, giving them a gift or honoring them on a special occasion. And we're to avoid the negative responses that are mentioned here in this passage, such as intimidation or you know, raising that spiritual attitude that we can sometimes do or having contempt for somebody or ill will towards somebody or criticizing somebody. As Christians, we're not to treat one another that way. Rather, we're to treat one another with blessing and speak blessing over one another. We as Christians are called to bless. We are called to speak good things over people. We are called to speak favor over people. And, and I think over these last few years, you know what, I, I really think we've kind of gotten away from that. I, I think we kind of slipped with kind of joining in with the world and kind of get on that bandwagon of criticizing things. And I think we've really bordered in some cases on cursing instead of blessing. And so I really think God's just reminded us, you know what, we need to get back to blessing people, speaking blessing over one another. So let's get back to what we're called to do Take those steps once again to show appreciation and bless one another. It is a good thing to bless somebody. We all feel great when somebody blesses us. So let's get back to doing that. And that's a way that we can show appreciation. Second thing I see in this passage about appreciation is to be on guard, to watch ourselves, to examine ourselves, to make sure that we're being the representatives that Christ has called us to be. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. We always need to guard our faith. We need to guard our reputation as Christians. We need to be strong in the faith, uh, courageous in our faith, standing firm on the principles of the word of God. And that's an example our world needs to see. See, we need to line up our actions with the word of God. You know, feelings are great, and sometimes feelings are, are, are wonderful in the, in the Christian experience, but you got to watch those feelings and make sure that they still stay in line with what the Word of God is saying. We are called uh, as Christians to be on guard against our behavior, our opinions, our speech. And doing so will help us to stay in that realm of appreciating people instead of criticizing people. So appreciation means watching ourselves, 
guarding ourselves, that we might stay in that realm of God's word and appreciate one another. Then thirdly, this passage reminds us that appreciation means love. 1 Corinthians 16, 14, and do everything with love. Now that's the call for all of us as Christians. It's the expectation of God for all of his people that we are to do everything in love. And you know, I, I think if we're honest here and we look over these past few years, I don't know if the church has necessarily been known as the church that's just spreading all kinds of love out there right now. And I think we need to get back to what we're called to do and to spread love and speak love. You know, there's been discrimination even amongst us as Christians where we've been discriminating against one another. That has been taking place. We've been seeing it even in our own homes. Many of you are testifying of that. There's been divisions in our own family and amongst our friends. That's not good. We're to do everything in love. And I believe God is calling us back to that, calling us back to love, which is supposed to identify us as Christians to the world, that they will know that we're Christians by our love. That's what the Bible says. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7 says, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, endures through every circumstance. Love is what is important for us. We need to get back to that place where the church is showing and demonstrating love one to another and that we don't allow the things that this world has allowed to separate us and to divide us. We need to get back to that place to do everything with love. Every action, every opinion, every spoken word, we need to get back to that place of love. As Christians, we need to appreciate one another. And we appreciate one another by simply loving one another and not allowing anything to come in there to divide us or stop us from doing that. Then lastly, in showing appreciation, it means that we need to honor people, and especially the spiritual leaders among us. 1 Corinthians 16, 16 to 18, it says, to submit to them and others like them who serve with such devotion. I was very glad that Stephanus and Fortunus and Archaeus have come here. They've been providing the help you weren't able here to give me. They've been a wonderful encouragement to me as they have been to you. You must show your appreciation to all who serve so well. You know, people who have blessed us in our spiritual journey need to be honored and appreciated. You know, we, we need to honor those that have made an impact in our lives. And I'm sure every one of us here can refer to individuals, to people. It might have been a pastor. It might have been a Sunday school teacher. It might have been a Bible uh, uh, study teacher. It might have been just a, a, a more elderly person in the church that kind of took you underneath their wing and, and spoke encouraging words to you. There's all kinds of people all of us have in our lives that we can look up to and think back on that you know, we should appreciate. These have been people that have blessed us and encouraged us in our journey of faith. And, and that's what the Apostle Paul is telling us to do here. To, if we want to show appreciation, then we need to get back to that place where we honor some of those leaders, spiritual leaders that have touched 
our lives. And so that's something we need to rise up to as Christians. Let's honor one another. Uh, you know, do something special for somebody that has really uh, been important to you in your Christian walk. There are great things to do. Now, this morning, I'm really kind of cutting this message short because I, I really want to get to this last part where we have some words to speak over you and prayers to speak over you. I just have found there's been so much negative words spoken. Even when we got to go to Florida, uh, take a week there, you just feel it. Everywhere you go, you just feel that people are down. It's in the atmosphere. And I think, we, you know, we need to change the atmosphere. Christians can change the atmosphere. And we can help change that atmosphere by appreciating one another. And so that's what I really want to encourage you to do the, today and just to uplift you and encourage you as well. You know, while we were uh, in Florida, uh, we didn't really go too far. We just kind of stayed around the pool. And so I'm not a sun person. You can probably figure that out. Uh, within two hours, I already had my tan. Like, don't take no time at all. I just get burnt as soon as I walk outside. So I was kind of done, but it's not my wife. She needs to keep going every day. And I kept teasing. I said, man, I said, like, we're out here cooking eggs or something. You keep flipping over and... And to me, I, I got to find an umbrella. I get a shirt on or sit beside the, uh, some of the hedges there so I could get some shade. Uh, so I did a lot of reading, and, and I finished off three books. Uh, the first book I read I really enjoyed is the story of Billy Jackson, testimony of Billy Jackson from Goodfish. And uh, just a really good story. I really enjoyed uh, reading that. And then I read a book in Revival, another book about things that churches can do to encourage growth and uh, then I ran out, and uh, we still had another day. Uh, I figured, oh, what am I going to do at the pool now? Like, uh, what am I going to do? Just stare at people and uh, look at uh, who I think may be stranger than me or something. And <laughs> so, anyway, my wife was reading a book, but she was in the, out of the pool so often that I kind of stole her book. Saying, well, you're not reading. I'm going to start reading your book. You know, one of those girl books. And uh, actually, it was a book. Uh, she's been taking this course. Uh, these last few years with uh, Jody Hughes. And uh, she's a revivalist from Australia who is now in uh, uh, Texas, I believe. And anyway, so I, I quickly flipped through the book real quick, and I kind of noticed that they had a whole bunch of decrees and prayers at the end of each chapter. And uh, so uh, I had kind of had to quickly, I was reading all those, and I said, man, these are really good. And so... Uh, when the wife kind of got back out of the pool again, and I said, you know what? I said, I think I should declare some of these on Sunday. And I said, just as again, speak positive words over our people. We need to hear positive words. And so these prayers and these declarations that we're going to de declare for you today, so they don't come from me, but they actually come out of this uh, uh, a book that had about 18 of those. I didn't realize there was that many until I started uh, uh, looking at it a little bit closer. And so I'm going to ask our, uh, some of our leaders here in our church, uh, some of our board members and then staff members, and they're just going to read just five of them. But I just felt very strong that we need to make these declarations over you, that there's going to be a change, that something is going to take place and uh, minister to you, and uh, just to encourage you today. So I'm going to start with uh, Hank coming, and uh, okay, we'll give him one of those now, you can stand down here or up here. The light's better up here, but if you're good down there, you're fine too. And uh, I just want to take, take these to heart as they share them. 
and just kind of, you know, be in that receiving mode uh, to receive that. I believe that the Lord will say something to you out of these that you will take to your heart and it will be a word of the Lord for you this morning. Good morning. The King's decree for you, my child, keep believing. Stay full of hope. Stay full of faith. Be confident in what I have spoken. Faith is for today as much as it is for tomorrow. I am now releasing new faith. My prayer for you. My prayer for you right now is that you know God is with you, faithful one. I speak a fresh, deep, con- sorry, I speak a fresh, deep connection of your heart to Jesus and the childlike faith to trust and obey. Your heart is precious to Father God, and he is leading you into more than you have experienced before and extending the borders of your faith to add blessing to you. Let your expectations rise and your hope burst forth because King Jesus is with you, mighty one. Your prayers are shifting impossible to possible in your life. I am blessed in your faith and I call you a faith catalyst for miracles that release heaven's heart wherever you go. Keep going, courageous friend, because what you carry is unique and needed in this season. I pray you surprise kindness of God this week that melt your heart and show you how precious you are to him. I'm asking the Lord to give you encounters that stir and stretch what you are believing for and release peace that God is here with you every step of the way. I pray the awe of God stir you childlike trust and security in your heart. Be blessed, faithful warrior. In Jesus' name, amen. Some decrees. I decree that we walk in faith for now and faith for the not yet. Faith is not defined by our feelings. We have faith for now. Faith is our obedience to what God has decreed. We will trust and obey our Heavenly Father. The harvest is now, not four months off. We decree my time is, sorry, we decree our time is now for a faithful harvest of breakthroughs in our life and the souls of the kingdom. We are never alone. God is always with us. morning. It's funny when pastor told me I was going to come up here and do some decrees when he texted me yesterday. I was actually working on a few. Um, those have been something that I've been, I think Holy Spirit has placed on my heart. Um, we need to start decreeing and declaring, you know, our, our Jesus over our lives in every aspect of our lives. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, in, in everything that this world is facing is because we've walked away or we've, maybe we've been uh, distracted by what's going on out there. And I was making some scribbles on my paper uh, for the decrees that I have here. Um, I'll read through what Pastor has sent me, and it's just as powerful. Um, I've started actually a binder um, for that, for my family, for my kids, for my church, 
for my work. Um, everything is impacted by what the enemy is trying to steal from us. And we just need to make sure that we are where we are. We are with, you know, we are one with Jesus and that the blood of Jesus is with us. We need to, we need to embrace that part. I was reading something yesterday because we're, we're doing our, uh, we do a bit of prayer and worship on Monday nights and we've been doing a little study and we've been still doing the fruits of the spirit and they talked about our, the cross itself, our vertical relationship that we have with the Lord and the horizontal relationship, what it represents in the cross with us together as, as, as peers and as one. doesn't matter who we are, where we come from or whatnot, you know, and we need to just, we need to keep that in mind first with what the enemy's trying to steal from us. He's going to distract you. Um, it's, been, it's never been any more harder on my heart now just to even do that. It's, it's just, it's something that I cry out for. <clears throat> and I just want people to know that you just need to, you need to just get humble before the Lord and just come back to who he is and what he represents in your life and what he could represent in your life. The king's decree for you. I formed you in your mother's womb. I have always been with you. I have never left you. I know you deeply, and I know how to speak to you in your language. You can be confident in this. You hear my voice. You know my voice, my child. Keep leaning in to listen. Keep talking to me. There are amazing conversations ahead of us. My heart delights every time we talk. And he wants that. He wants that so much for you to come to him. No matter what's going on, carve out the time where you can. My prayer for you, you are who God says you are, and I prophesy over you, even now that every lie from the pit of hell that has come to squash you, steal your hope, minimize your influence, or keep you trapped in soul-destroying chains is broken in Jesus' name. Where have you have been weak, I say you are strong. I bless you with new courage and tell any assignment of fear that has come against you, tormented, or hindered you to be broken in Jesus' name. I decree influence and chain-breaking fire on your voice, mighty one. Your voice carries heaven's authority, and I pray greater confidence and rising hope within you. You are a blessing right now where God has placed you, and I ask for open doors and favor. May you encounter God in fresh, tangible, and powerful ways today in Jesus' name. Fear is not my prophet. My future is determined by what God says. You need to decree this. I am not defined by the battles and circumstances I have faced, but who God says I am. And you can decree who you are in Christ. It's written in his word. I carry a Bible. I've started going between two. And it's just, I just pull it out when I need it. Um, I am the king's mouthpiece on earth. My voice is needed. And there's a lot of people that feel that their voice is not being heard. You are being heard by our Lord God. Jesus hears you. Always. I have full authority to speak forth God's promises and to affect change in my generation. We have generations ahead of us. We need, to, we need to keep praying for them as well, Lord God. Our community is blessed by my voice. 
That's your voice, not just my voice. We all have a voice. My mouth, my words, and my decrees are not just powerful. They are crucial. This is such a time. This is such a time like this, Lord God. There's so much going on, Lord God. There's war. It's just everywhere. As I was reading and going through this, uh, Romans 8, 35 to 37 came to me, but I actually, I think I have to read it to, just give me a second here. Actually, this is one I decree over my, my loved ones and myself every day, and I start at Romans 8, 26. And it's something that we need to, we need to grasp. And I, I read from the, uh, the, the Passion Translation. It's really touched my, my heart. And I'm going to read it to you. And I read it back to God because that's what he wants us to do. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. Because we are weak at times. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for because we get clouded with what's going on in our lives. But the Holy Spirit, he rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. And God, you're the searcher of our heart. You know fully our longings, yet you also understand the desires of the Spirit because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us. He goes before us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. We each have a destiny. We need to pray for that. We need to pray for God to show us what our destiny is. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. For he knew all about us before we were born and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become like him. You are my brothers and sisters. Having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. That's every one of us. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with his son. So what does this all mean? If God is determined to stand with us, tell me who then could ever stand against us? For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, and we're coming into that holy season, Lord God, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. And he has so much to give. Who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen and loved to be his? God himself is the judge who has issued his final verdict over each one of us. Not guilty. Don't hold on to that guilt. Who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one. For he gave his life for us. And even more than that, he has conquered death and is now risen, exalted, and enthroned by God at his right hand. So how, how could he possibly condemn us since he is continually praying for our triumph? Who could ever divorce us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love to us, to, uh, towards us. Troubles, pressures, and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all impotent to hinder omnipotent love. Even though it is written, all day long we face death threats for, God, for your sake, God. We are considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered. Yet, 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 it's just like when you say, but God, right? He is there. 
Yet even in the midst of these things, we triumph over them all, for God has made us to be more than conquerors, and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. So now we live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us, no power beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from your passionate, passionate love, Lord God, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. That's a lovely word, lavished. It's there. And so, you know, we're facing challenges right now, um, you know, assaults on our peace and the peace in this world, Lord God. People are facing financial issues, marital issues, whatever pastor talked about, health and relationships. However, every difficult assault we encounter, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, an, it's a, an ability to experience that love of Christ, to know that he is still there through all of it. And that it's his victory, he's coming to victory, and we should be decreeing that. Thank you. Yes, amen. Morning, church. The king's decree for you. My child, I love how you love me. You are called according to my purpose, and I make all things work together for your good. Even the things that look like they could never be turned around. I am redeeming all things, the king. My prayer for you, I pray this over you. God is bringing good into your life, especially where the enemy has stolen from you. I decree your story is being rewritten with the redemptive blood of Jesus, and I ask for, your, for an impartation for faith. I decree that God is removing all the residue of walking through the fire and reversing the effects of the hits of the enemy. I bless you with promotion, upgrades, redemption, and astounding breakthroughs. I bless you abundantly with all God has for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Decree. All things are being worked together for good for me, including the things that were not good. Any residue from the battles I have faced is reversed, removed, and redeemed in your presence, Lord. God doesn't just rescue me from the fire. He completely restores me. God is reversing the effects of the enemy's best efforts to stop me from progressing. I will walk in upgrades, increased influence, and promotion. Yes, Thank you. Amen. The king's decree for you, my child. I am bringing full restoration into every area that the thief has stolen from you. I am decreeing redemption, divine payback, and full restoration over your life. My love for you is unrelenting. My prayer for you. I am praying for you now, friend, and I call you faithful, persevering, courageous, and honored by the king. I am praying full redemption in every area, in every place the thief has robbed you. And I call in divine restitution, restoration, and reward. I decree you will walk in chain-breaking authority in your life to release a harvest of breakthrough in the very places the enemy has sought to rob you. You are rising in fierce faith, and your voice, your very life, is anointed by the king as one he can trust to bring others out of their grave circumstances. I am praying that you, too, will experience resurrection life, turnarounds, and miracles in your current circumstances that stomp 
on the enemy schemes. I speak an impartation of revival fire, faith for now, breakthrough, and contagious hunger after God increasing in your life. You are walking out of the battle, not only victorious, but with a harvest of souls, miracles, and triumphs all around you. I bless you, mighty one, in Jesus' name, amen. Decrees. I decree I will receive divine payback for all the enemy has stolen. Mm -hmm. I decree I walk increasingly in victory and authority in the areas I have been attacked, and I release this to others. I decree I am walking in authority, upgrades, and increase. I decree God redeems all things in my life. I decree that I say yes to every promise God has for my life. I am his harvester, and I am his sent one. Amen. 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 Here's uh, the king's decree over you, uh, God's decree over you. My Holy Spirit is upon you. I have anointed you as my messenger. I've anointed you to announce a new season. I'm giving you the beauty for ashes, a spirit of praise for a spirit of heaviness. My child, announce a new season for you are anointed. This is my prayer for you. I announce a new season of joy, harvest, and fulfilled promise to you. The days of heaviness and loss are over, and the days of heart-stirring joy are here. I ask the Lord to open doors that lead to establishing destiny and, restore, and restoring what the enemy tried to destroy. I speak life in the midst of the storm, healing where you need it, and rebuilding where the enemy has tried to tear you down. I pray that you will say it and mean it, it is well with my soul. I decree over you, it is well with your soul. I'm blessing your heart to thrive in this season. The season has changed, my friend, and I decree miracles, salvations, healings, provision, solutions, restoration, and devil-stomping victories that cause you to laugh at the days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's some decrees to end with here. I decree that I will not be shaken, and I can laugh in faith at the days to come. I decree the season has shifted, winter has passed, and the spring has come. I decree that it is well. I prophesy over my season. It is well with my soul. It is well with my season. It is well with my circumstances. It is well with my family. It is well with my finances. It is well with my nation. It is well with my heart, and it is well with my soul. Yes, amen. Amen. The funny thing happened to me when I was reading that, actually that chapter kind of stuck out to me, declaring a new season. And uh, so I was reading that chapter and I'm up nice and close to a hedge to get the shade. And as I'm reading that, there's this bird, he's singing and he's singing really, really loud. And the bird just keeps singing and I, I read the chapter and I read those declarations and as soon as I handed that book back to my wife, the bird stopped singing and went away. I'm just saying, There's a new season for you, friends. And I pray that something that you heard today would have spoken to you and resonated in your heart to say, that's for me. That was for me. And I pray that that did happen for you and that you've been encouraged uh, by those words being spoken. I know it's a little bit unusual to do a message this way, but uh, just wanted to do that. Something different 
But I wanted to encourage you, speak positive things over you, and that I trust that you heard the Lord speaking through those, as those words were being spoken, that something there stuck out to you and encouraged you to say, that was for me. And I pray that you would receive that. Father, we thank you, uh, Lord, that you do care about us and that you are watching over us. And that, Lord, uh, you pay attention to things that go on in our lives far more than what we realize. And I pray that, Lord, as these words got spoken here today and appreciation got spoken, that, Lord, people will leave this place feeling appreciated. Lord, feeling that there's a new season in store for them. That, Lord, uh, the season that they've walked through has been hard and maybe difficult. But, Lord, the season that they had is going to be a good season. And it's going to be a joyful season. Uh, Lord, there'll be much rejoicing. And, Father, we thank you for that. And we praise you for that. And so, Lord, I just ask that you would just grant that to your people today. And that you would bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. I'm going to share one other little thing there. I'm watching our time, but just that part of a new season. Uh, as soon as we arrived there in Florida, and we were pretty uh, tired because we left here at, at midnight on Sunday night, and uh, so, so you fly through the night so you don't get that great of sleep. So we slept good on uh, Monday night. And first thing on Monday morning, I had a dream, and I'm going to share this dream uh, with you. Uh, because I, I believe it does talk about a new season. And in this dream, I'm, I'm coming back from a trip, and I come up to this stage, and there's something all over this stage. Dust or dirt, I, I know what it is as I go further in the dream, but at first I didn't know. And so my usual thing, you know, if you know me, I'm a Mr. Clean freak. And so I started vacuuming the, the stage before service. And I'm kind of like, like, how could we miss this? Like, there's, it's everywhere. And I'm cleaning this all up for the worship team, uh, getting ready. And so that's fine and good. And so I, I, I get that done. I leave. I, I walk down through the doors, and I go to the washrooms. And as I walk into the washrooms, they're totally destroyed. They, everything is ripped apart, and Hank's in there ripping everything apart. And I'm thinking, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, this is Sunday, and you guys are ripping the church apart here. Figuring now that I know what that was up there, it's sawdust. And, and I said, like, what's going on? He said, Pastor, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He said, there's been money that's been donated uh, to redo our bathrooms. And he was all excited that we got to do this. And, and then uh, I see Melissa Bannerman pops up behind a piece of gyp rock. Actually, she just painted the bathrooms here uh, last week. And... Uh, Pastor, hey, how are you? And they're all excited and thinking, like, what in the world is going on here? And so I go over into the children's area, and, and I see my, my, my daughter and uh, Brandon are in there, and they're, they're ripping up a stage. And I think, we don't even have a stage in there. This is new. You guys are ripping it up. What are you doing? Dad, like, don't worry about it. Like, you know what? Finance have been donated for this, and this is all covered. And they're all excited, ripping this thing out, getting ready to put in a, a new stage. And I'm thinking, like, What's going on? I said, where's Cynthia? I don't find out, where's Cynthia? And so I hear her diesel truck, Todd and him, they pull up to the front and they get out and I'm expecting them to come in here for doing the song service and they don't. They go into the washroom. I said, what are you guys doing? Well, Pastor, we're just so excited. And, and so we're going to help doing this. And I said, then who's doing worship? Because there's music being played there and, and stuff's going on. And that's kind of where my dream ended. But there was two good things out of there. First of all, that provision is out there. There's provision that's coming uh, for our future. And the other part is excitement. 
is coming for the future. And they're like, man, that's a great way to come back to your church. It's all excited. They're all doing stuff. And uh, they're kind of telling the pastor, relax, 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 you know, because pastors do get very concerned about the, all those other little things, if they're honest. But anyway, there is a new season. There is a new season that's coming, amen? And just uh, believe God for it. Things are going to turn around for you. Things are going to change. And I know the world is still a huge mess. I tell you, there are some good things that are coming. 